This is According to Jim with Jim Joyner and Steve Sell, McPherson's sports talk show. Yeah, you come to me today. You want some Parmesan? Yeah, I'll get you some Parmesan. Listen Monday through Friday from 1230 to 1 p.m. on 96.7 FM KBBE or online at midkansasonline.com. 25-20, 15-10, five snowshoes, touchdown! Kansas City! According to Jim is your home for the McPherson Bullpup. It's over! The Bullpups have knocked out Bishop the Age! And for the ninth time in school history, the Bullpups stand atop the state of Kansas! Everything happening in the sports world. Oh, oh, are you serious? Slam jam bear! Get him ready for the NBA Duncan contest! And even some things not happening in the sports world. So, you're saying you will not watch any episodes of The Bachelor this year? I think I'd rather have a toothpaste. Now it's time for According to Jim. Here's Jim Joyner and Steve Sell. Let's do this thing, another edition of According to Jim, right here on 96.7 FM KBBE. Or for those of you listening online, worldwide, at midkansasonline.com. I'm Jim Joyner. Joining me as always, the most popular man in McPherson, Mr. Steve Sell. Steve, I think your column might have been the most correct thing in McPherson from yesterday. And I'm going to open up the floor for you here in a couple of minutes to air out some of your grievances as your Kansas Jayhawks did exactly what you thought they would do and the Kansas State Wildcats would do exactly what you thought they would do last night as K-State won leg one of the Sunflower Showdown. I don't think anybody should be surprised. I mean, I why people are surprised, I don't know. K-State was the higher rank, you know, the higher team in the standings. Um, they're the more veteran team. KU's been awful on the road. KU's down two starters. Um, it was all set up for a K-State win last night, and they overcame about a 10-minute stretch where they didn't make a field goal and still won the game. And still scored 74 points. Yeah, and what does that say about KU's defense? But uh, I wrote another column today saying uh, I thought this was the dagger, as Coach Strathman loves that word apparently because he said something to me about it. But I just feel like, you know, in the past, KU being down two at the halfway point of the season, that was no cause for concern. But this is an emotionally fractured team. It's a young team. 23 turnovers. I mean, I've seen third-grade games with less than 23 turnovers. How do you commit 23 turnovers? Granted, K-State plays great defense, but this was basically old guys against young guys because K-State, you know, they got the three seniors. You know, Xavier Sneed, uh, the center, I think he's a junior too. I never can say his name. McCall Maywean? I, I count on you to take that. There you go. Do that for me. So, you know, they have five upperclassmen. And I, like I said, I said Cartier Jara will make some big plays. He did. And for KU, Bill Self and LeGerald Vick, obviously no longer on the same page. He played, Vick played like three minutes the first half. Now he played most of the second half. But there's trouble in paradise. KU has no inside defense. They have no inside scoring outside of uh, Lawson. Why Bill Self does not trust Mitch Lightfoot, I don't know. Had a good first half. Six points and five rebounds the first half. Played two minutes the second half. Charlie Moore gave him good minutes in the first half, which is stunning to me. But rare. Rare. But then he doesn't play much in the second half. He basically turned the game over to three freshmen 
and then Diedrich Lawson, and then whoever else was in the uh, well, you know, Obachi. You had Obachi and Obachi in there. Uh, you had a lot of freshmen on the floor for KU, and one, you know, you talk about these McDonald's. They said, well, they got all these McDonald's All Americans. Well, one McDonald's All American didn't even play, McCormick. Right. Grimes may as well not have played. No more than he could. I think he had what five turnovers. Five turnovers, six points. Yeah, yeah, he was a dandy. So that just left Dotson. Now Dotson played thirty-nine minutes, but I think he had four or five turnovers. Again, turnovers were the story. And again, why people are surprised at this? I'm actually surprised. And I said this. We were listening to the game on the way home, and I was surprised the fans rushed the court because to me, when you rush the court, that's saying we didn't think our team was going to win. That is no, what, I think it's but, more of an excitement. Yeah, but these students haven't seen them beat KU at all in their time at K State. Yeah, but I'm I'm sorry. I just I just don't see. Of course, I'm anti court rushing anyway for anything. Steve's also a little sour. I'm sour. I'm I am sour. But but um, I I've never understood court rushing for any games because I think it's dangerous. Poor little Holly Rose. She about got trampled one time, and I think it was in Manhattan when when uh, K State beat KU in Manhattan uh, for like one of the. You know, what is it? They've won three in the last 50 or something like that. See, look at Steve throwing those shots in there well, at no, K-State no, fans. Those, look, at, look at that little shot. Those are numbers. <laughs> I mean, you know, they 46-5 and five in the last 51. You know, that's – but, oh, again – He's finding those shots. Again, that though – little jab. Well, but again, though, K-State's the better team. They've been the better team for the last six or seven games. And if they beat Baylor on Saturday – they're on their way. I think Iowa State's the only other team that'll challenge them. KU can't win on the road. They're one and six. They have no leader. They're rudderless. And it's time to live life for one year on the other side of the tracks. Well, hopefully we can cheer you up a little bit more today as we have Big Jerry Fithian and David Farrell in with us today coming up in a, in a couple of minutes as they're going to talk a little bit about Central Christian College and their Hall of Fame activities that will be coming up next weekend and honoring what I believe 75 years from one of the early teams at Central. So we'll have them on here in a couple of minutes to talk about that. The Bullpups picked up a couple of wins last night, but Steve, I don't think that mattered to you as much on the car ride home. <laughs> l- l- let me give you a little listen at what the car ride home sounded like for Steve listening to the K-State. We, we couldn't find a KU broadcast for a long time, and so we were listening to Wyatt Thompson and Stan Weber, who I think do a really good job for K-State. Oh, yeah, Wyatt's, Wyatt's a great guy. But Steve's going, huh. These guys can't make a shot. They can't make a well, shot. They, made a three. they didn't make a three in the second half until the very end. Oh, they can't play any defense. Oh, this team's terrible. God, LeGerald Vick's terrible. Oh, this is horrible. That, that, that was about 45 minutes of Steve listening to this game, and he was not very well, happy. Well, anyone that's watched a game, a KU game with me, it's not a fun experience. But I'll just tell you this. Don't watch one. I hate to see – I don't even know if my sister's TV is probably – Still operable. I'm sure she threw everything she could at it. So we are both just very, you know, very passionate about Kansas Jayhawks. We both went to school there, graduated there, and and provided us with a, you know, a means to, you know, have a living, you know. So anyway, uh, I'll still follow the Jayhawks. Now they get to play the spoiler, you know. I, I know they're only two games back, but even if they win all their games at Allen Fieldhouse, they, you know, they have four more road games. They they've got to go. I think to Oklahoma is one of the places they got to go to. They've got to go to Texas Tech. They're not going to win at Texas Tech. There's no way. They probably won't win at Oklahoma. Uh, now Oklahoma <laughs> State they should win at, 
and I can't remember what the other road game is. At TCU. At TCU. That's no bargain. I mean, TCU is probably the second most disappointing team to me other than the Jayhawks and the Big 12 because when I looked at the Big 12 this year, I said, you know, KU's a bunch of new guys. But when you look at the other teams, KU still had the best talent and they had Bill Self on the sideline. Steve, do you really believe that this Big 12 race is over? Do you really think the oh, I don't KU think it's has over. no chance? I don't think it's over, but I think it's Iowa State and K-State. I really, I think that's the two teams. I think Baylor falls by the wayside here before long. Do you really think that the Jayhawks are not going to put themselves into a position to win this conference here in the next couple of weeks? I think, Do you really think that? I think they'll be in position, but I don't think they're going to win. I just think their inability to play well on the road, the fact they have no leader, you know, they have they don't have That's one thing I think that really hurts them. Yeah, they have no leader. Normally, as one of my KU insiders was telling me last night, that Kansas teams always have a leader. Whether it's a senior, whether it's a junior, or it could be a point guard, a Frank Mason, a Devontae Graham that is going to stick to the scouting report. They're going to find ways to win. They're going to be gritty. They're and going to, to me, be tough. And to me, Dotson would be that guy. He's a freshman. You can't you can't have a freshman as your leader unless you're Zion or RJ Barrett. I mean, those guys are why they're you know, they should be in the NBA. Playing at Duke, all that is is a waste of time. And once they're done with their season, they probably won't go to class the rest of the year and get ready for the NBA. It's not a probable. They will not go to class the rest oh, of the yeah, year. They but will. They for, probably don't go to class now for the second <laughs> semester. For K-State, Steve, they are in a great position right now. Oh, and yeah. it depends on what Baylor will do tonight, as I believe they play again tonight and, and have a chance to get seven and, and two. K-State's in the great position because they won at Iowa State. Right. So this is a K-State team that – Number one, I think they are going to have to win at Allen Fieldhouse to win the Big 12. Doesn't mean that that means it will have to keep KU out of the mix, but it might. I think K-State's going to have to win at Allen Fieldhouse in order to win the Big 12. Right. Whether that means they find a way to win a few more games and can cruise into it, and that's just the nail in the coffin, I don't know. But I don't think this is over yet for K-State. I also KU. No, I mean for K State. I don't oh, think that the, that lock it up. They win oh, the Big Twelve. No, I mean they, you got half a season to go, but it's just. I think they have to win in Lawrence in order to win the Big Twelve. How many? How many wins? They play eighteen games. What do they have to go? Thirteen and five or fourteen and four? I think in order for K State to win, they've got to get to fourteen and four. Yeah, I do too. Now they could win it at thirteen and five, but they might share it. But I'm thinking they'll share it there. Right. This is a K State team, Steve that they are on a big high right now, as they should be, and they're playing they're oh, yeah. playing so well. Seven in a row. In playing the best that they've played since probably the Jacob Pullen days. Right. But this is a team, too, that has to be careful because of a slip-up. Because they can't. there's times they just cannot score. They cannot afford to lose a game to a West Virginia, to an Oklahoma State, to a TCU on a night where they just don't play well. And that's the scary thing with Bruce Weber teams is that traditionally they do have a few slip-ups. But this is a team, and I think they're going to do a better job this year than any of the other years well, at, at, at avoiding that. They have the most veteran team in the, in the conference, and I'm a big believer in veterans. They have to avoid those slip-ups. Now, if they lose to Baylor or Iowa State or Texas Tech or KU again, that's fine. But they cannot lose to teams in the bottom half of this league. No. So... Good win for K-State last night. Steve, were you sour about 
the dunk at the end from Barry Brown. Did that did that get you no, going? Because that Brandon, make you mad? Brandon Green did it three years ago. It was retribution. So, but the court storming made you mad. The court storming bothered me a little bit because I just didn't think it was necessary. I I know you say they hadn't beaten him in a long time, but well, I think it's necessary. Act like you've been there before. That's what I always say. They're college kids. Have fun. Run on the floor. Celebrate your win. What what does running on the floor accomplish? You get to be a part of the action. Get on TV. Get on ESPN. Hang out with Holly Rowe. Action schmaction. I mean, come on. I just I just don't see it. I think you should lighten up. <laughs> don't be so sour, Steve. <laughs> You're throwing out that 46-5. and five. You're going, oh, they're storming the court. Oh, Barry Brown dunking at home that, at the end. Did, Barry Brown dunking didn't bother me at all. That did not bother me. Did the Brandon Green dunk bother you the, a couple did, years ago? because I'm going, what are you doing, you knucklehead? What about Elijah Johnson at Iowa State? I don't, From I guess, 2013? I don't remember. Is that the night he got like 40? Two or yeah, something. and he got booed, and they were throwing stuff at him. Yeah, well, that one didn't bother you too much. No, because it was it was Hilton. It was Hilton. <laughs> oh, it was at Hilton. Okay, Hilton, Hilton Magic. I I think this is a K State team that is on the verge of putting itself into that position to win this Big Twelve. I, I think they are a long way away right and now. And they've got to do it this year because yeah, I mean, all you got back next year is Xavier Sneed. You got human foul Levi Stockard. <laughs> I think he got four again last night. He had four early in I the think, second half. I think McGurl might be back. Uh, Jada is. I think he's back. So and Steve, I jumped off the bandwagon with this team. Yeah, I wasn't really so sure about them at the beginning of the year. I, I wasn't feeling like this was really a team that was good enough. Well, Dean Wade missed six games, and that made a big Well, and then difference. they went through that stretch, and they really? started playing bad, and I think lost to Tulsa in that mix. Yeah. That this was a team that was just not and went and two And went 0-2 to start the Big 12. And I was, even after the West Virginia game, I was not in on them. I, I was saying this is well, not. Well, the Iowa State game turned everything. I, I, I was going, this is not the group. They can't figure it out. Then all of a and sudden, they picked up those two wins. And this is also a year where the Big 12 is really, really down as far as I'm concerned. Well, it's maybe not that they're down as it is that it's just so balanced. But do you really see a team that could make a deep, uh, an Elite Eight run this year? I don't see it. I see K-State, to me, is a sweet 16. So is Iowa State, KU. Yeah, but that's the tournament. Any yeah. team can make a run. K-State went to the Elite well, Eight last year, Loyola, and I didn't think they were any good. Loyola, Chicago was in the Final Four. When they played UMBC in the second game. It, it's <laughs> all about draws, and it's all about playing well those two weeks. But this is a K-State team that is as solid as a team at K-State that I can remember. Yeah, Maybe the Pullen teams... We're, we're right there. Yeah, when they had Magruder. Maybe the 2008 teams with Beasley. Well, I guess the one team. Bill Walker. With Beasley. Yeah. I thought that that team was very solid, but they had the one guy. Yeah. The Pullen Magruder team, I thought, was very good. Yeah. And maybe this team is putting itself into that class because this was maybe the biggest win they've had in. Oh. Five years and, and see, I'd, the Kentucky win in the in the Sweet Sixteen was a good win, but yeah, but that wasn't. But a great it was game. a weird game and a weird run and a, and a not a great Kentucky team. But this was a win that K State dies for. Yeah, they want this game so bad. Yeah, and they match the expectations last I, night. I thought so too. So a good win for K State. Steve's all down in the dumps. He was oh, kicking stuff in the car. I wasn't dropping four letter language. <laughs> a lot of that from Steve last well, night. You also tend to exaggerate. Maybe a little bit. Yeah. All right, Steve, let's take a break. When we come back, 
We will bring in Jerry Fithy and David Farrell, and we can talk a little bit about Central Christian College and the Tigers and their Hall of Fame activities that will be coming up here, not this coming Saturday, but the following Saturday. We'll take a break. Back after this, you're listening to According to Jim, 96.7 FM, KBBE. You're listening to the According to Jim podcast with Jim Joyner and Steve Self. According to Jim is brought to you by Great Plains Federal Credit Union, Farmers State Bank with branch locations in McPherson, Lindsborg, and Galva, Next Tech Wireless, and Brown Shoe Fit in downtown McPherson. You can also listen live Monday through Friday from 1230 to 1 p.m. on 96.7 FM KBBE or online at midkansasonline.com. Back on this afternoon's According to Jim, 96.7 FM, KBBE, Jim Joyner, Steve Sell, and we've got a couple of special guests with us in studio here this afternoon. We've got David Farrell, we've got Jerry Fithian of Central Christian College. Gentlemen, did you guys have any hot takes from KU and K-State last night? It's hard to watch. I'm a KU fan, hard to watch. Yeah, we found it on the radio coming home, uh, Jim and Steve, with I had Allsaker, Sam Allsaker, and Tom and Betty Griffith with me, and uh, yeah, we there. It was pretty quiet. It was a pretty quiet ride home, and I think there's some. It wasn't uh, in our car. <laughs> yeah, Steve, Steve was a little bit upset last night. Yeah, yeah. Well, so. well, well, guys, we've got you in studio today because you have been promoting to us for several weeks and trying to get us on the bandwagon to keep talking about this 75th anniversary and celebration for Central Christian College and the first basketball team from the 43-44 season and inducting several members into the Hall of Fame from that team as well as the cheerleading anniversary from 75 years. Give us just your your brief rundown for what will be going on, not this coming Saturday, but Saturday, February the 16th. Well, the Reader's Digest version, guys, very quickly, is that we discovered that it is the 75th anniversary. We didn't discover that until October, November of last year. Jerry Malone, in conversation with Johnny Garvilla, said, and Garvilla did the math and said, oh my goodness, it's the 75th. So that drove us to uh, move forward on this. Uh, Coach Marvin Selberg, as a ripe young age of 93, uh, both played on one of those early squads in 44 and then came back to coach at Central for 10 years, 1954 to 64. Dave? Yeah, uh, we actually the first team that played 43-44, it was the general conference of the Free Methodist Church in 1943 that allowed our free Methodist colleges from around the country to begin intercollegiate athletics. And so uh, Central had a part in doing that, making that appeal. And so uh, maybe you're familiar, our listeners are familiar with Seattle Pacific University, Greenville College in Illinois, uh, Spring Arbor in Michigan, Roberts Wesleyan in uh, New York, and then uh, Azusa Pacific in California. Those are our, our related schools. And so uh, we got started in 43. Well, that was the summer of 43. The church approved. Our, our guys got together for a quick, uh, quick season of five games. The, the boys lost all five of those games. There is one, at least one, maybe two, living survivors from that team. Wow. And that is Lee Craven out of, out, of, um, out of Wichita. And as far as we know, he's planning to come up for that. Now, he's not being inducted, but he's a special invite as part of that first team. It's the second team that Don Rounds was on the second team, and uh, along with Marvin Selberg. 
uh, was uh, is part of that uh, team. Uh, he was a guard. Marvin was and played for uh, for uh, uh, Howard Krober, who took over in that second year. And he actually went eleven and or eight and three, playing all four year schools. Now, uh, did you play the games in the old gym that the current old gym that probably is used for? PE or practice? No, no, that came along in 61. Okay. So back in 44, 45, that second year, we were playing the community building. Okay. We and did the globe refiners. And did <laughs> up till like 1960. We played in that, in the community building. So just in a, as a side, we're, uh, we've made arrangements with Mayor Brown to take some of those co- old codgers into the uh, into the now, I'm called an old codger, so be careful. In, into the the community building uh, on that Saturday, the 16th, and let them see where they played. Even though it's under construction, uh, we're going to get a special viewing. But so we've got uh, Marvin Selberg, who played on that second team. Howard Krober, who coached that second team, he is now deceased, but his three sons are coming in. Uh, uh, you guys probably remember Marty Selberg, son of uh, of Marvin. He's going to be coming in as well and introducing his dad. Um, why don't you talk about the the three that are coming from the let's see the fifty nine sixty one year? Okay, in that fifty nine sixty one year, we look at a uh, gentleman that uh, if I if I've got him right here. Um, that passed up a scholarship offer to that uh, before-mentioned uh, K-State, the vile K-State. Don Mason, President mm-hmm. Don Mason, uh, turned down scholarship offer, was a pretty pretty good ball player, and Don uh, came into play and again came back, strolled back in a few years later as president. Right. I, a lot mm-hmm. of people around town remember Don really well. Oh, yeah. Don was, was very instrumental in a significant turnaround for the college in the late 90s as president. And still played some pretty mean, uh, what we called uh, NBA Noon Basketball Association ball. Uh, as a, as I'm a sure Jerry season. Alex didn't. Uh, <laughs> he, he probably played a. Oh, Alex days. and myself and Jerry Malone, some of the others were part of that. Uh, Dave, we D- also Don actually him. played in '55 to about '57. He yeah. averaged 23 points a game. Wow. He led the NJCAA Region Six, all the JUCOs, that includes Hutch. And that's what in, you know. People that live here in town. Uh, they, you know, it's, you've been a four-year school for a while, but people don't remember, or probably have forgotten. You were a two-year school for a long time. Most but of the our oldest, career, yeah. oldest accredited two-year school in right. the country when I joined the uh, faculty staff in '76. Dave, who else did you have specifically? Uh, were you thinking we've got Johnny team? Taylor, uh, yeah. a little guard that was pretty flashy. He wouldn't have played for UCLA because he was too flashy, from what I understand. <laughs> okay, uh, ba- ba- behind the back passes, passes. and fancy stuff. But he averaged through the legs. He he uh, averaged nineteen point three uh, a game and uh, was first and second uh, the, the years that he played in in Region Six. And then his teammate Milt Fuller uh, from Louisiana. Uh, they traded places both of those years in terms of the leading scores in the Region Six. And an interesting aside uh, for Milt, he's passed away. Okay, we had a. Uh, an interesting time finding their next of kin and uh, several phone calls emails about five or six of them uh, all in one evening and about 9 30 that evening I get an email or text out of the blue from Marva uh, Fuller Hanks Hanks, who uh, who we met uh, my wife and I and dad met her later in December in Dallas 
uh, and uh, she stands six five herself. Oh my gosh! Uh, played uh, ball at the University of Iowa. From eighty four to eighty eight, met her husband, uh, Merton Hanks of San Francisco 49ers. Was Long a safety. Yeah. Yeah. Was Long a safety. Was safety. one of my favorite did, did the chicken dance. Oh, so yeah. she is married to him. Oh, my gosh. And She's Merton is now a, uh, a, a an assistant commissioner for Conference USA. Okay. He was with the NFL a few years back and helped bring in, usher in this safety first and protect the quarterback and no mm-hmm. spearing. And yeah. Those, so he was instrumental as an administrator at that time. Uh, but I have not met him, but I did meet his wife, and we had a wonderful time. At, she hosted us in her home. Uh, then 6'11 son, uh, 6'11 brother that is coming from California, son of the Fullers, and uh, he is also joining us. In fact, we're having a special gathering on Friday night because Marva Fuller wanted to hear stories about her dad. Her dad didn't talk much about his playing days at uh, Central early Break the color barrier type things, some factors in that neck of the woods. But, uh, yeah, Milt, uh, so Marva wants to hear stories. Her brother, Ross, is coming in. They want to gather with Coach Selberg and other players from the years Those that years. Milt played. Yeah. So, uh, let's see. Um, uh, Mike Saxton uh, played here, uh, led the JUCO that year, at least uh, – Ranked very high in scoring uh, those years. Came back and, and coached He was the coach well. when I got here. Oh, is that yeah, right? That's okay. right. Okay. Yeah. All right. So you remember Mike. When I first got here. So yeah. he, he is back. Uh, he is actually our youngest member that we're inducting. And we are fact focusing on basketball this year. Although cheerleading did start in 1943-44. And so um, uh, we are uh, uh, asking the cheerleaders to come back and be a part as well. And uh, we, let's see, lost my train of thought. Go ahead. Well, well, I think Dave's, uh, one of the things that would affect his train of thought is probably the oldest cheerleader to rejoin That's our ranks. And say. so far that is, is David's father. John Farrell was hey. a cheerleader. And so as we look back and find. There you go. So his dad is, uh, we're looking forward to, to, to having a great time with that little piece of trivia. The backstories, guys, as you can imagine, Dave shared about meeting Marva in Dallas. Uh, the backstories that are coming out on this thing are just, just mind-boggling as we put this together. 24 years since the last one, Steve. Okay. And two of the four that were inducted at that time are still living, will be with us. Um, and again, uh, Ed Pyle was, he's not alive, but his family will be there to represent, uh, Ish Smith, Carl Cleaver, um, Carl was, that was my first, Carl was a senior or a junior. And then I think he ended up at Tabor for one year yeah. and then he yeah. coached at Tabor. Yeah. 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 He's he had been involved, very involved with yeah. coaching and Carl is coming. We're looking forward to, to seeing him. For those of you that are just now joining us and are trying to catch up with what's going on, we're talking about Central Christian College and all of their activities with their Hall of Fame and the reunion of the 1944-1945 team and several of the, several of their members' inductions into the Central Hall of Fame. David Farrell and Jerry Fithian with us in studio today. We're going to take one more break, then when we come back we will preview the day, Saturday, February 16th, and all of the events that will be coming up over the weekend. We'll do that next. You're listening to According to Jim, 96.7 FM, KBBE. You're listening to the According to Jim podcast with Jim Joyner and Steve Self. According to Jim is brought to you by Great Plains Federal Credit Union, Farmer State Bank with branch locations in McPherson, Lindsborg, and Galva, Next Tech Wireless, 
and Brown Shoe Fit in downtown McPherson. You can also listen live Monday through Friday from 12.30 to 1 p.m. on 96.7 FM KBBE or online at midkansasonline.com. Wrapping up today's According to Jim, 96.7 FM KBBE. Jim Joyner, Steve Sell, and joined by David Farrell and Jerry Fithian this afternoon as we talked a little bit about the Jayhawks and K-State last night and their Sunflower Showdown, but our last couple of minutes we've been talking about Central Christian College, their 75th anniversary of their first basketball team at Central, and all of their events that will be going on on Saturday, February the 16th, and also into Sunday, February 17th as well. You guys have a couple more stories you want to share before we yeah. dive into all the events? I was just going to share... A, a cute story of uh, our visit to Marva in uh, in Dallas. Uh, it was very apparent that her husband played for the San Francisco 49ers, and um, uh, and I made it known to her that I was a Cowboy fan and was oh. since uh -oh. I was a little. And she made it known that living in Dallas was kind of, in my words, living in the belly of the beast. <laughs> and uh, so we had a, f a little bit of banter back and forth. And she finally said, uh, well, when my husband played the Cowboys, uh, my husband was the favorite receiver of Troy Aikman. And I thought, hey, well, no, uh, Mark Hanks, a defensive back, yeah. is uh, getting some INTs. That's there. right. He, he intercepted Troy a number of times, so she made that clear. Kind of that uh, stopped, the, stopped the conversation at that point. Well, as, as we look ahead to the weekend, guys, what are some of the, uh, the dates that you need to keep in mind in terms of how many people to show up? or Do you have any sort of galas or receptions? Keep us informed with what's going on with that. Very good. As we shared earlier, uh, Jim and Steve, uh, we are gathering. That's a kind of a private gathering with Coach Selberg and, and Milt Fuller's teammates. Uh, we're gathering on campus with them. We have a great response from that. We're looking at about 30 folks for that. Beginning Saturday morning, as Dave has alluded to, Mayor Brown has made arrangements with Hutton that we're going to get into the community building, and uh, uh, Joni's been gracious enough. I'll be chauffeuring these folks around in the trolley as Ooh. one of the original trolley drivers. So uh, those that care to will move them in the trolley there. Uh, several of these teams, guys, played in what we now call the middle school. It was the high school, and so we may make arrangements for that. That happens in the morning on Saturday, February 16th. So these guys will be in the campus. Then uh, uh, tours... Um, on campus, a noon gathering where they will make their lunch and then meet with their coaches. So all of Mike Saxton's players that are here, my two years that I was head coach, I'm going to roll my players in with Mike. Wow. Um, so the players that are here, the coaches will gather throughout campus to meet with their players and have a fellowship time there. The big event is the basketball games we're playing Texas Wesleyan, which Mike Saxton got his degree from. We didn't okay. find that out. And, it's a bad story. And two years ago, they were national champions. Right. So Texas Wesleyan is in. We've arranged with the coaches. The girls' game is to start at 1 between the girls' game and the boys' game. Everybody that is in attendance, Joe Johnston is going to MC. We're going to introduce all cheerleaders, alumni basketball players, coaches that are in attendance then tony will get his team fired up to play uh, texas wesleyan at 3 30 so that event uh, if you want to get and see who's there and what's going on that's going to happen um, then we have a reception at halftime in the 
old gym, just you alluded mm-hmm. to, to, we call it the North Gym. We'll have a reception at halftime. Picture taking will take place at that time. Formal pictures with Laurel Kenny and our inductees. And then the banquet that night at 6 p.m. Uh, in that North Gym, uh, catered by uh, Restaurant Italiano, Ristorante Italiano, Diana and the folks there. Um, are tickets still available for that? They are. T- Dave, tickets are still available. We've got about 185 registered at this point. We could use 15 more. So get online to cccfoundation.org or send us a check or send me an email at Central. Call us on the switchboard and we'll, uh, we'll get you in. But we have to turn in food today. All right, guys. Well, we appreciate you coming in and promoting this event. I get the feeling that it will be a lot of fun. I know for you, Jerry, to be back and see some of your old players and be able to take in this fun celebration for Central. You guys have been pumping up like crazy the Just last few months. Just curious a couple of your Steve, players Steve, are. Steve Corthius is a rocket design, a designer in Cape Canaveral in Florida. Steve sure Corthius, Big everything K. Oh, everything he knows. <laughs> Big K, who came out of Golden, Colorado. Big K is coming back and so excited as are some of the players, Mark Roadhouse, the Roadhouse Rody. family's been around, Rody. So, yeah, there are a number of players that played for Coach Saxon and myself that I'm very fond of, very close to, that are making the effort to get back for this event. Well, guys, we appreciate you coming in today. I know Thank that, you for having us. I know for you, David, it was a tough tough morning to come in here after <laughs> after that game last night. Yep, yep, I survived. <laughs> Again, they, they kept all the sharp objects away from me. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I guess so. Again, for all this information, you can go to ccckfoundation.org. There's a link to all of this for the 75th basketball and cheerleading anniversary again Saturday, February 16th. Jerry Fithy and David Farrell, thanks, guys, and, and we'll continue to try and pump this up for you. Very good. Thanks, gentlemen. Thank you. Appreciate you your show. All right, we will wrap up today's show for both those guys. For Steve Sal, I'm Jim Joyner. Thanks for listening to According to Jim. We'll talk to you tomorrow. According to Jim with Jim Joyner and Steve Sell was brought to you by Great Plains Federal Credit Union, Farmers State Bank with branch locations in McPherson, Lindsborg, and Galva, Next Tech Wireless, and Brown Shoe Fit in downtown McPherson. Make sure to listen to According to Jim every weekday from 1230 to 1 p.m. right here on 96.7 FM KBBE.